is episode 81 how to excel over the long term welcome to the loon investing podcast my name is rignesh i'm a teacher a former trained engineer and a very passionate value investor each week will bring you inspiring messages tips and ways to help you improve your investing skills and live the life of true abundance as you learn the art of value investing. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Now, let the class begin. What is up Dilun Nation? Now, have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is investing so hard? Like seriously, why is it so hard? Why is it that some people, they can be so good at it and the rest are just mediocres? And when you look at what is happening now, there are so many investors out there. Yet, when you look at those who are really, really successful, there are not many of them. Why is that so? Now, I have asked myself this question, this question many years ago and even, even now and then, I keep asking myself, it keeps appearing in my head. Why, what makes them so good, right? And one thing really hit me when I was listening to Charlie Munger during the 2017 Berkshire Annual Meeting. What he said was so pro, so simple but so profound. And what he said was this, a lot of other people are trying to be brilliant and we are just trying to stay rational. And it's a big advantage. Now, this... I just think about it for a second. A lot of other people are trying to be brilliant and we are just trying to stay rational. And this thing really hit me and I, I just don't know how to explain this, but is it really that simple? That's my question. Is it really that simple? Some people might think that, you know, becoming an excellent investor requires you to have high IQ or high intelligence or you need to have some experience in the financial industry or becoming a fund manager or you need to have some investing secret investing model that nobody can replicate you know but funny enough you look at what Charlie Munger has to say a lot of other people are trying to be brilliant and we're just trying to stay rational now the same thing is it really that simple well I can't really answer that question because it it may vary depending on you know, di- different investors. They might think it's possible. Some might think it's not possible. But to me, right, I just ask myself, what if it is really that simple? What if it's really that simple? For once, just be a believer and just try to understand what if it's really that simple? And there's, you know, when you look at what's happening now, there's so many smart, high IQ investors out there, but none of them are successful investors, Right? I cannot say none of them. Most of them are not successful investors. So maybe Charlie is right. Maybe it is that simple. And ever since then, I've been just trying to figure out, you know, is it really that simple? And how do great investors like Warren or Charlie, how do they excel over the long term as an investor? And that is what we'll be exploring in today's episode. But before we begin, I want to say that if you find this podcast beneficial to you, do subscribe and share it with someone who will benefit from this as well. I believe the world will definitely be a much better place when we start giving, loving 
and sharing. And that, my friend, is my definition of abundance. So when you're ready, let's get started. Now, the first thing I I realized how these people, people like Warren or Charlie, how do they excel over the long term? The first thing I realized is that they have the right temperament, right? And when you talk, talk about temperament, I feel this is really one of the most important quality for any investors to have. And it's not something that you can replace with anything else. There's no substitute for this. Having the right temperament is one of the most important quality for any investors to have. And according to experts, they say temperament is not something that can be learned. Uh, it is not something that can be learned, but it's actually an innate quality. It's an innate characteristic um, for anybody, for that person, right? It's something that you're born with or you are you probably you were raised brought up with that kind of uh, characteristic right it's not something that you can learn and some people they are able to remain very rational and they still continue to use their strategies even though they are under a lot of pressure even though they are in panic situation whereas there are other investors who get caught up in the emotion right they abandon their discipline you know when things you know start panicking or when there are a lot of pressure they abandon their discipline and they start making decisions emotionally. And that can become one of the worst things that, that any investors can do, right? That's really the worst thing. And that is why, maybe that is why it explains why temperament is so difficult to, it, it's not something that you can learn. Not only that, I realized that one of the hardest thing when it comes to investing is having patience and also conviction. And not just any any kind of conviction, it's the kind of conviction for you to hold, uh, let's say you hold on to a stock even though the stock is going through a period of uh, underperformance, right? Especially when you're looking for all these multi-bagger returns. Because when you're investing in, let's say, great businesses, patience is really, really, really one of the biggest asset that you want to have. Because most people, they're not patient, right? We most, most of us, we are not patient because we are brought up that way right we get whatever we want we get when you know it's like now you have you know if you you want to date someone you can just go on tinder if you want to socialize you want to meet your friends you can just go on facebook you can just go on a zoom call and so on so you we we can basically get whatever we want whenever we want and however you want it right everything is instant and i think that is what really made us have that habit of not being patient because we can get everything fast and that actually creates a very short-term mindset, right? Which is which will really work against you if you are a long-term investor. And I realized one thing is that short-term investors they tend to worry about what what's happening next, right? What's happening next week? What's happening next month? What is happening in the next quarter, right? And those are just short-term mindsets. Although some people might not realize, might not be aware of it. But that is really a very short-term mindset. And as soon as, let's say, all these short-term investors, as soon as they notice there's any sign of imperfection or something is about to go wrong, they will plan to sell it, right? And in most cases, they always sell too soon, right? And when you look at long-term investors, on the other hand, they are always looking for multi-baggers, right? They want to make, they want to look for the 200% gain, the 300% gain, right? And that is something that, requires a lot of patience and requires a lot of conviction and it only happens with great businesses 
right? And of course, strong level of patience and conviction to hold on to the stock for many years because businesses don't make multi-baggers in a, a year or two, right? It doesn't work in the short term. Of course, there are stocks that make, you know, multi-baggers in a few, you know, few days or in a few months, a few weeks, but those are not, those are just plain price fluctuation. Has nothing to do with business fundamental, right? And when you look at the, the very distinct difference between a short-term investor and a long-term investor is that short-term investors, they are very happy with 20% gain, 30% gain, right? Because they they want to get out of the, the market as soon as possible because they don't want to, they, they are not sure what is going to happen if they keep their money too long, right? They don't want to risk losing it. So as soon as the stock goes up, like what, 20%, 30%, oh, I'm going to sell it so that I can make quick gains out of it. Right, because they don't. They the the thing about short term investors is that they really don't spend much time developing that con- conviction. Right, they have not analyzed of them. They have not researched enough to have that conviction to see that stock grow for what three hundred percent, four hundred percent, five hundred percent. Because it takes time. It takes time, and it takes a really really good uh, company, a great business with a lot of of course on on the investor side is a lot of patience. Right to see that that beggars, that four beggars, five beggars, six beggars. And most of the time, they don't even have that habit of waiting. That is why coming back to having the, temp- having the right temperament, temperament is really something that is really, really difficult to be learned. And according to expert, it's not something that can be learned. But personally, I believe that this is something that can be practiced. Although expert says that, you know, they are not, it's not something that can be learned. But I'm not asking anybody to be the Warren Buffett of temperament. You no, know, I'm not asking you to be the best at it. You just have to have the habit of uh, that the, having the right temperament to be a long-term investor. That's it, right? I'm not asking you to be the best at it, right? And even having that little bit of consciousness, right? When you're consciously practicing, you will eventually become better. And whenever you find yourself panicking or let's say you're thinking of selling, right? Just, you know what? Just go for a walk. Just calm down, go, you know, look at nature, play with animals, think, just give you some time to slow things down. And then that's when you start thinking rationally. And if you have, you know, even better if you have a checklist that you can go through, right? Only then you start deciding. And all these are just consciously practicing the right temperament so that you slow yourself down, right? Because of course, like I said, it's not easy. It's not something that can can be learned according to experts but I do think that it is something that is worth practicing right it is something that will make you become a, a, a good investor because if it was really so easy most people would have done it right just think about it but because it is so difficult that is why we want to practice it because we know even by improving a little bit just having that habit is good enough for us to become better than most of the ordinary investors and that is what you want now, the second way to excel over the long term as an investor is having the ability to do nothing most of the time. Now, I know this might sound crazy, but that is just how it is, right? When you look at Warren Buffett, you look at Charlie Munger, the way they invest, you'll notice that they make very, very few bets. But when they make their bets, they either, those are significant bets, right? When you look at, for example, Warren Buffett's portfolio, I've shared this before, I think in my previous episode, 50% of his portfolio is held by one single stock, which is Apple. I think it was 47% is held by 
Apple. And you look at his overall portfolio, 80% of his entire portfolio is held by six stocks, right? And the rest are just very small allocation. And that is what makes him so successful because he is so focused and he focuses only on great businesses, right? And when you look at, you know, when as you start analyzing business, you realize that there are actually, you know, great businesses are really, really hard to find. But when you look at good businesses, there are quite a lot, right? There are plenty. But when you combine all of this, all these great businesses, which is already so hard to find, and you combine it with looking for great management, uh, buying it at a margin of safety, the whole opportunity becomes even more rare, right? And that is why, you know, these people like uh, Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, they invest so infrequently because there are really not many great businesses out there. And successful investors, of course, they are trying to find for all these great businesses. They are not looking for good businesses. They are looking for great businesses. That is why they actually spend a lot of time just reading and reading and reading and studying businesses, uh, studying industries, and they are preparing themselves for the moment where the company becomes cheap, becomes they, the company price reaches an attractive price. That is when they want to grab it. Those people who are unable to maintain this kind of low activity will end up making all this uh, questionable investment because they are trying to satisfy their desire to do something. And that can sometimes lead to problems. But of course, I don't really see there's anything wrong with that because not everybody is is born with that kind of patience, right? Not many people have that patience. Like, like I said, it can be practiced, but it is not as simple as it seems, right? That is why I, for in my case, I do allocate a small percentage of my portfolio for this kind of investment so that if I feel if by any chance I feel impatient or if I feel like you know I want to speculate a little bit at least I use only that small percentage so it doesn't affect my larger investments right but funny enough for some reason the higher risk investments that I make it m- gave me a pretty good return and I think I made about three to four to three to four baggers from all this high higher risk investment but the thing is like I said whether it does well or whether it doesn't go well, my goal for my financial freedom has always been long-term investing because I know this is the most sustainable approach. So of course, I do not want to go overboard with all this higher risk investment because in the end of the day, as you practice more of this uh, high activity investments, right? Or higher risk investments, right? You are actually creating a mental habit for you to look for quick gains, right? And that is not what you want. You don't want to establish that kind of mental habit so if you if you really plan to do this just be aware that if you do too much of it it can actually affect you mentally you don't want to create a habit where you're just looking for quick gains and then you end up screwing up your long-term investment as well so you do want to be aware of that and take action accordingly you you want to be smart about it you don't want to risk your whole entire long-term investment just because of your this uh, high activity investment investment approach Right. But overall, what I can say is that I do believe great investors, they have the ability to just do nothing most of the time. And the third way to excel as an investor over the long term is to focus on value rather than price. Now, there's this one quote by Benjamin Graham. He said, in the short term, the market is a voting machine. And in the long term, the market is a weighing machine. And essentially what he's trying to say, of course, is he's saying that in the short term, all this price fluctuation is purely based on market sentiment or even market opinion. 
and this will cause the price to deviate significantly from the under underlying value of the business. But in the long term, the company's asset or even the company's cash flow is what really determines the value of the business, right? And it will be reflected on the price of the stock. And that is why the key is really to understand that behind every stock, there's actually a business. It is really just that simple. And and just taking that to heart, right? If you really take this philosophy uh, into heart and really focus on it, you will start looking for businesses rather than looking at, you know, the PE ratio or what is the price. Because when you're too focused on the price, that's when all the problem happens, right? Because stock prices, like I said, they are, they are available almost every second. Whenever you want it, just switch on the TV or Google it, you'll find the price, right? And that is why if you're focusing on simply, you know, just looking at the price, you're allowing yourself to be disturbed or be affected by all this short-term price fluctuation, right? You feel happy when the price goes up and you feel sad when the price goes down, right? You're just allowing yourself to indulge in this this, uh, price fluctuation and it's going to affect your emotion. And if you do that before analyzing any company, that will disconnect you from understanding the business, right? That is just, this is really just one, this is really one one of the biggest problem because a lot of people, they find themselves before even analyzing the, the the company, they end up seeing the stock price, the PE ratio and all, all the other numbers because when you do that, right? I've actually had this problem before is that when I do that, whether you like it or not, you are affected by the stock price itself. Right? And in most cases, your decision will most likely be biased because you have already seen the stock price and that will affect you in some ways, whether you like it or not. And if you don't believe me, when you look at all the great investors, right, they actually work very, 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 very hard not to be affected by all of this short-term price fluctuation. Right? You don't believe me, you look at Warren Buffett. Why on earth is he living in, in Omaha when he can live in Wall Street? Look at uh, Sir John Templeton. He sh- he moved to uh, the Bahamas. Look at Guy Spear. He's living in where? Uh, Switzerland, right? All of these investors, they, they do their best. They work very hard not to, to be as far away as they can from Wall Street noises. Because why? Because there are going to be a lot of people uh, calling them, you know, coming to their office, asking them about this stock, that stock, and then that will disturb them. And when you, let's say you turn on the TV, you're going to see stock prices, stock news basically there are so many distractions there are so many noises out there that is why investors they great investors they do their best to avoid this kind of noises of all this short-term price fluctuation because they know it's going to affect them right so if you think that it doesn't affect you trust me it does right if you think you know for some some people they might they think they know it they think they can resist it but seriously it doesn't right whether you like it or not subconsciously it affects you Right? So instead of focusing on the price, choose to focus on value because over the long term, company performance is a result of the quality of the business, not the price. And the fourth and also the last way for all of us to excel as a long-term investor is minimizing behavioral biases. Now, behavioral biases is really something that is impossible to eliminate. Right? Seriously, similar to the price example that I mentioned just now, when you look at the price, even before you start analyzing a company, chances are you've been affected by the the price. Your decision may be 
bias whether you like it or not. Even if you're 100% certain that you're not affected by it, chances are you are. You are affected by it. That is why some of the best investors, they work hard to be consciously aware of all of these biases and they really take specific you know, action steps to mitigate this kind of biases. This can actually be a whole episode on its own, so I won't be sharing too much about it here. Probably I will do uh, more about this in the upcoming episodes. But what I can say is that there are actually a few ways for us to stay unbiased, as unbiased as possible. And one way is by questioning yourself otherwise. right? So for example, if let's say you are so convinced that this is a good company, just try asking yourself, why is this a bad one? Why is this a bad company? Just try asking yourself and just try believing that question for, for a while and start thinking from another point of view. Because when you put yourself in this, in this position, that's when you will find out the weakness of the business. That's when you will, you will not be affected by other the biases because you don't want to be in a situation where you know, you're feeding yourself with only positive information. So that becomes a biased uh, decision, right? So that's why when you force yourself to think otherwise, that's when you start going against your uh, belief. That's when you start going against your initial decision, right? So why is this a bad one? And then you start thinking from that point of view. So this is one way to stay unbiased, but I will probably share more in the upcoming episodes because it's too long for me to elaborate in this or one episode. But as of now, I can say is that this is something every investor should work on, no matter how good you are, because even the great investors are doing it. And if you do it well enough, it will really lessen the amount of influence you have by all of these biases and it will lead you to making better decisions. So to recap, how do you excel in the long term as an investor? So the first thing is to practice having the right temperament. Things like having the patience, the rationality, the conviction and so on. Right. So these are things that should be practiced. Second thing is to build the habit to do nothing most of the time. Right? Of course, this is not an excuse to be lazy, but it's more about spending more time reading, reading, reading and also studying businesses or studying industry and preparing yourself for the moment where the company becomes undervalued or reaches an attractive price. So that is your whole game plan, right? The third thing you can do is focus on value rather than price because behind every stock, there is a business. So the business does well, the stock will eventually do well, right? And the fourth thing is minimize behavioral biases, right? You want to stay as unbiased as possible and so that you can make unbiased decisions. So that is all from me. I hope you find this episode insightful and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. It will really mean a lot to see your feedbacks. For more info about us or if let's say you have any questions in mind that you want to ask us, feel free to send us your questions at dilun.com and you can find out more about us from there as well. Until next time, take care you guys. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with someone who you think will benefit from this. Remember, you have the power to change someone's life by sending them this message and becoming the light in their darkness. Also, if you want to help me spread this message of value investing, click the subscribe or follow button. It will allow this message to reach even more people who need to be inspired. So click the subscribe or follow button 
and leave a review right now. And I want to close this with a quote that I love so very much by Zig Ziglar. It goes like this, you don't have to be good to start, but you have to start to be good. I'm so grateful for you and if no one's told you lately, you are loved, you are amazing in every way and you are worth fighting for. As always, you know what time it is, it's time to go out there and make an impact and live the extraordinary life.